0: Lee, it's, the, it's the lead play in our, in our
1: offense.
0: Yes, our YN or our tight end to open up somewhere between 6 feet and 9 feet to get an isolation with the, with the linebacker. We tell the tackle, to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. You look at this play where we're trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.
4: What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text us 865-658-5824. I'm joining alongside Tim live in Green Bay. Just just woke up from a nap. My man said, "Uh, Miss G woke him up with a cup of coffee. So said, hey, get down there. You're supposed to be live.
5: It ain't it ain't Christmas time. Quit, quit being lazy. It's not <laughs> Christmas Day. You can't lay around anymore. Funny game I, do, I, dozed off. I had i had a nice dinner and then I, I dozed off like a like an old geezer man i hear that man i hear that all
4: right let's go to the chat real quick before we get into some uh we got a, we got a power pack show tonight man i'm hoping we can get to everything we may go rapid fire but chris in, in the chat said hey clayton hope your christmas was awesome and just listen to pack daddy's pod today on jair and matt lafleur unfortunately i agree 100 uh, i'm hoping you listen to it i'd love to hear your thoughts tonight and he said in tim's thoughts too of course, I asked uh, Chris. I think Chris is actually on the live stream, the other live stream in that in that chat. Maybe he'll come back and answer that question. But I asked uh, what, what Ryan said because I didn't get a chance to listen to the pod. We have family leave today. I'm running errands. Things are crazy. So uh, hopefully I'll get caught up on that tomorrow. So, Chris, when you hear this, let us know what, uh, what he was saying. And uh, I'd love to hear that take, too. Um, let's see. Mark in the chat says, hi, Posse. Uh, missed the morning show live but caught up later. I think we – I think we got that deja vu nightmare all o- over again. We threw the bank at AR-12 in 22, and he talked poopy all season. <laughs> then Goody traded him. then um, he went on, Mark went on to say, uh, we threw the bank at Ja in 2023, and now he's repeating the same process. He will spend a week of darkness this spring, and Goody will, <laughs> will have him traded for a third rounder and some picks. There you go. All right. Mark has chimed in. He went on to say, uh, Jair will be gone in 2024, Joe Barry will be gone, and Matt LaFleur builds the defense he wants to complement his offense. He has. Man, um, that's pretty deep, pretty deep, Mark. Watch it all come to fruition. Tim, that would be funny, wouldn't it? Ugh.
5: I don't know, man. We'll see. You never know. You never know. Stranger things have happened in the NFL, right?
4: Oh, yeah. Robert Allen in the chat said, no one's talking about the fact the Packers' offense first half was efficient. Uh, second half not so much. Packers defense one half not terrible, two half atrocious. Seems like the adjustments made favor uh, Panthers coaching. Um, yeah, yeah, that's something else that kind of got swept under the rug a bit was uh, I don't think we scored a single point in the third quarter, if I remember right. We so, got a
5: handful of three and outs in that third quarter for sure.
4: Yeah, it was a tough, uh, a tough start to the second half, but nonetheless, uh, still got the job done, man. Still got the job done. And a, a win is a win. I know it doesn't feel like a win to most fans. I was listening to uh, Wildy and Tausch earlier, which they had uh, Gary Ellerson in for Towsh. Since we're already on this subject, before we move on, let's get Gary Ellerson's take on this, Tim, real quick. Uh, he was like I said on Wildy and Touch. He's been pretty vocal about Jair, and uh, it was there was a lot more to this conversation than just this clip. So you guys should go listen to it and uh, and give it, you know, give it. Like I say, I think it was the second or third hour of the show. Um, when they actually dove into the Jair thing, he kept teasing it all game or all, all uh, episode long. Wildly, will he did? kept them coming back? It seemed like there were 75 advertisements and then they finally talked about <laughs> Jair. but here's what former running back, former Green Bay Packer running back Gary Ellerson had to say. Besides
1: there though, right? I think you're right about your, your story about being back in Madison and we all knew that he was a Charlotte native. I mentioned it leading into the game and I'll be honest when he went out there, For the coin toss that made perfect sense because he is from there i would have never thought that he did that like on his own unannounced (laughs) without having been told hey you're a captain today he's like what's that captain phillips movie jesse i am the captain i am the captain now look at me (laughs) uh I, i just i but again it does also speak to to the word i used earlier That's a lack of respect headed toward the coach, too. Like, to do that on your own tells you what you think of the coach. Now, you have every right to be irritated that you weren't selected and that it was Eric Wilson, Quay Walker, and Aaron Jones that were the game captains. You can be offended by that. I'm not saying you can't, but to take matters into your own hands. And then, if you're going to do it, to go out there and (laughs) screw it up and have the official have to say, you mean defer, right? Yeah, whatever. And everyone's laughing at you because you don't realize what you were supposed to do there. That's a not, That's a That's a totally different issue. And an additional layer and to this story. Not even that. Not, another
0: layer, Jason, the captains that were out there, if they were complicit in that happening, they're laughing about him being out there knowing that he does not supposed to be there. So now you start to get real leadership in that locker room who's going to step to Jair and say, dude, go back to the sideline. you do not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. So that also speaks to some sort of undercurrent inside that locker room where where is your true real leaders inside that locker room to check Jair from doing that.
1: Yeah. All right. Because Jair said,
0: those guys, well, Jair said, with those guys, they got my back. What?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then for him to be joking about it afterward, and he he apparently didn't know the rules. Like, I don't know how, he has to have been a captain previously. uh, For him not to realize that or to not care and to just be wanting to be creative, I want my defense out there. Uh no. That's not what you're supposed to say. Um, I, I don't. I, it was. It's funny to talk about right after the game, but when you stop, and I don't know. Again, I wasn't in Charlotte, and I didn't mm-hmm. even know about this until Pete Doherty from the Green Bay Press Gazette asked about it in the floor's press conference after the game. Um, it's all fun and games, but when you start to think about it more critically, it ain't fun and games. It it says a no. lot about where this team is at, and that is a concern, or at least says a lot about where Jair Alexander is at, and where the relationship with him and Lafleur and the other issues that are going on there are at. All right, we want to get to. All right,
4: there you go. So, you now have several different Packer players, former Packer players, that have commented on it. Right? You have um, obviously you got Gary Ellerson there commenting on it. You have Mike Wall comment not not on the coin toss fiasco but him and the press are saying we just run the play that's called basically saying eh, it was a bad play call um so I don't know how the listeners feel i don't know how you feel Tim I put a lot of stock in when former players speak out on locker room issues it's one thing to have a podcast host you know go on a tangent and say oh it's not that big of a deal what are you you guys are blowing this out of proportion it's like Okay, how many NFL locker rooms have you been in? Okay. Right. Zero, zero. Same as me. Zero. Yep. So we're gonna pretend like we understand that dynamic better than multiple former players, not just former players at a collegiate level, but at the pro level. Not just former players at the pro level, but former Packer players and understanding what that locker room is supposed
5: to look like. So I, I don't know, what do, you, what do
4: you think about what Gary said there, man?
5: I agree. And I think that you hit it on the head, man. That's the perspective that we get from a former player like Gary Ellerson looks at it from the, you know, we're looking at it from two points of view. Gary Ellerson brings in this third point of view, like, hey, why didn't Quay turn to him or why didn't Aaron Jones turn to him and say, hey, what are you what are you doing? You know, or who's who's stepping up in this locker room that's going to check. It's not even so much about checking Jair and picking on a player. It's about checking that behavior. Like, hey, we don't, we don't do that in this locker room. And, you know, you're getting that perspective from a former player who's, who's kind of got a, an eye for this and has been, probably been in locker rooms uh, similar in his past. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's excellent perspective. And, um, you know, while we're on it, I, I, United Bates, thank you for the super chat. I mean, I've been saying this for a while. We need permanent captains, something to strive for as a young player. Um, and gives respect to those who have stepped up and, yeah, who have stepped up and earned it. You know, it's a a coveted position. It can affect play on the field, you know, and going back to Ellerson's comments about, you know, who's checking that behavior, who's checking uh, Jair when he says that, I don't know. This is pure speculation, but was it Rasul Douglas? And Rasul got, you know, we got an offer we couldn't refuse magically, and uh, Rasul's not here because he seems to be like the caliber of player that, that would be willing to go alpha on alpha and uh, meet that kind of stuff head on. I, I wonder if that was going on in the locker room. Who knows? But I do know that it's no secret that since that trade happened, there has been questionable leadership, on the, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you just got like to say clockwork. it.
4: Yeah. It was like clockwork, Tim. Yep. The second they traded him, bang, here it all comes. Yep. Um United Bates uh, what Tim was referring to United Bates with the super chat. Thank you so much, buddy. He said in my opinion Packers need permanent captains. It's something to strive for as a young player and gives respect to those who have stepped up. What's crazy is this is this is the whole topping on the cake right here, if you will. Last year, we had permanent captains and Jair threw a fit because his teammates didn't vote him as a team captain. And there were multiple people, and I respect everybody's opinion. But there were multiple people, and Bates, I agree with you. Just so, just for the record, multiple people said it's stupid having captains. That's just silly. You shouldn't. You know, if if you allow the players to vote on it, then you create this opportunity for people to get upset. Well, you know, that's to me, that's a response from a particip a, particip- a participation trophy society, oh. like. You earn that respect. You show your teammates, hey, look, I'm a guy you can turn to. I'm the one who's going to put in the work. I'm the one who's going to play hurt. I'm the one who's going to lead by example. I'm the one who's going to be in the building longer than anyone. I'm the one who's going to be lockstep with the coaching staff. All those things. All I can think about when people keep making excuses for Jair in this situation, people who, might I add, are not former players, I think of – imagine if Reggie White was in that locker and somebody pulled that how do you think Reggie White would have responded? You think he would have been laughing out there on the field?
5: Nope.
4: Think about Leroy Butler, which by the way, him and Gary Ellerson are thick as thieves, man. They, they're you know, very very good friends, very good friends. So, I'm sure Leroy echoes the same thing that that Gary does or similar to it.
5: And I'm willing to bet a guy like Reggie or or Leroy probably has that conversation one-on-one. Probably probably grabs grabs job before practice or something, you know, or, or after -hmm. the game, before we get, you know, out of the tunnel and into the locker room, let's step off to the side and let's, let's have a little mano-a-mano conversation. Um, You know, but sometimes this stuff does need to be addressed also in front of the team too. You know, when you have a, you know, honesty is always the best policy. And if sometimes if you just air it all out in that environment, everyone's there, you get rid of that, that elephant in the room, so to speak, and you just deal with it and um you know guys can can respond and you you have to see that in Jair too you know we have to give him the ability to to make make changes or adjust his attitude or you know change his approach and and be that leader that you know quite frankly we're paying him to be and um you know be the leader on this team that this defense really needs right now and deserves so um like i said leadership comes in different forms um and i think right now we're just not <laughs> We're not uh, vibing well with with Ja's style of leadership. I'm sure Jaw's heart is in the right place, um, mm-hmm. but I just think it's uh, this execution is not <laughs> it's not the move right now in this locker room. And um, it's yeah. kind of hard because he's one of the few veterans back there. I mean, let's be right. real. Jaw's a vet now. You know, he's a, still a young man, but he's a veteran player in the NFL. He's the he is the
4: veteran in the secondary. Room,
5: That's now right. That, now
4: that soul's gone. That's right, um, and that's that's the example you're setting is just mind boggling. You guys remember him and Aaron got into it a little bit last year too. Aaron actually spoke out on job because job was being negative in the media, talking about,
5: yep.
4: um, you know, not winning, talking about losing this and that. And Aaron was like, "Hey, look, we don't, we
5: don't, we don't need to do that loser mentality stuff." Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: exactly. So um, you had a little bit. I mean, it's just it, if every time you look up, there's one person that's kind of stirring the pot. Sooner or later, you're going to have to acknowledge or at least, you know, address it. You don't have to acknowledge it in public, and maybe they are addressing it, right? Like I was telling Tim offline, Jair put his very first post up on Instagram since scrubbing his Instagram account. And it's like several pictures. The very first picture of him at the coin toss, okay? Ironically, right? You know, imagine if he didn't mean anything by it and like, oh, crap, I I stirred up a bunch of crap. And then you go on social media and post a picture of you at the coin toss. But also... Within those pictures was a picture of him and Matt LaFleur fist bumping on the field. So it's like, okay, maybe that's him trying to send a message like, look, there ain't nothing between me and the coach. We're good. It's just, Wildy came out again today and made another comment and said, I think it was Gary said, Jason, why don't he go to, why don't he, or why don't Matt go to Jair and just talk about this and get it all ironed out? And Wildy, listen, Wildy knows what he's talking about, guys. Whether you like his approach or the fact that he, you know, will be the first to tell you he's not a Packer fan, that has nothing to do with the fact that the former players, Mike Wall was like, Wildy's real deal. That's what he told me. He's like, Clayton, if Wildy said it, it's true. He's not, he's not a BSer. He's been there since 96. Does he like the dramatic? Absolutely. I'll never forget Mike McCarthy saying, I'm not in the mood for drama today, Jason. <laughs> I'll never forget that at the presser back in the day, um, which Mike had all kinds of great one-liners for sure. But uh nonetheless, um he said today when when Gary said, well why don't why don't Jay why don't Matt go to him and try to get this under control, Wilde said he has. He has went to job And he said, the vibe I've gotten is Ja just ignores him. And then Ja goes out in the media and says we don't talk I don't talk to the coach much. Like that it just it feels like he wants out. That's just me on the surface you know yeah. strictly speculation but it kind of feels like jiles like okay this has run its course i want out and like you talked about it kind of started after uh after sewell got traded Chad Inc. said i agree bates uh bates again thank you for the super chat buddy uh, let's see your sideline report said the defense was bailed out by the clock they needed two more seconds to tie the game uh a two-win rookie struggling quarterback led team only needs 21 seconds to drive in the field goal range absolutely pathetic fire joe berry yeah you uh you I can't help but say it, you ran man coverage sixty four percent of the time and Ja got burnt, he got cooked. Agreed. Joe Barry's time is done. I'm with you, bub. But uh the whole, you know, this is only Joe Barry's issue, whew, I think we're gonna look up, you know, in a couple years if you don't make the right hire and you're gonna go, well, crap, it's this guy's fault too. You know? Right or you get a hold of this defensive locker room because the offense is cooking like, and that's the thing too. Like we, we forgot and they talked about it earlier. Someone called in on Wildy's show and, and Wildy said, hold up, hold up. Cause he's talking about how the defense is just dragging everything down. It was like, he talked about dragging them down all year. And he went, that's not true. Like the first yeah. half of the season, it was the other way around. The yep. defense was carrying the load and the offense was struggling. As soon as the offense gets everything together, now the defense is falling off um, kind of makes you think is, is Coach LaFleur behind the scenes kind of putting, okay, I need to put emphasis on this. Well, crap, now I gotta go over here, like the old three Stooges uh skit, you know, where they're in the boat mm-hmm. and they get water in the boat, and the boat starts leaking, like, well, let's drill another hole and get this water out of the boat. And obviously it fills up even faster. So um, yeah. It's interesting, man. It's interesting. it to be really interesting to see what kind of hire they make in the offseason, if indeed. Joe Barry is gone. If you guys would hit that like button for us uh, so other Packer fans can find this podcast, find this content. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us here uh, this evening. Eric Sutherland said, I'm ready for six months of mock drafts at this point. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up. It's coming like a freight train. It's coming like a freight train, Eric. It'll be here in no time. Zane Strong says, what's the problem with Alexander going to the coin toss? Is there a amount of players that's allowed to go on the field, or can you put as many guys as you want? <laughs> we should put the whole team out there. Um, I don't know if there's a limit. I'm sure there is some kind of rule for the limit or else I'm sure there, there would have been a team in the past that would have, um, you know, walked out there together as a team to show unity or whatever. So I'm sure there is a limit. But the problem is your coaching staff picked the three captains. So they picked the three captains and Jire disagreed with the captains is really what it comes down to. So that's the problem you have with it, Zane. And uh, like Gary pointed out, the players laughing about it like it wasn't a big deal. Maybe it, maybe it's not a big deal to the floor. I don't know, but um, just weird. It's weird. watch football a long time. Never seen that happen. Greg Rice in the chat says, Douglas appeared to be a team player. The other players seem to love him. I don't know if the same can be said about Ja now. Um, yeah, don't want to speculate, Greg. Could be the case. Not that you're speculating, but uh, yeah, could, it could be the case, man. Maybe they don't look look to him as a leader, right? It could be – definitely could be the case. O'Meara in the chat says, can't undermine the coach, and the coach needs to put him in place after the, after his teammates have. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You just – you expect a leader within that locker room to step up. Nobody's really done it on the defensive side of the ball. But when it comes to mind, for me, it's real simple. It's Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark would probably have more pull than anyone. Typically, the loudest person in the room has the least amount to say, right? And yep. – When someone – you know, I've heard multiple players talk about this in the past. When I think A.J. Hawk talked about on the McAfee show. When a quiet player speaks up, everybody listens. Because he hasn't beat it into the ground. It ain't, oh, here goes rah-rah again. You know, that was a problem with Mike Daniels, although we all love Mike Daniels. I know when he was here, he was just always like that, so it just kind of gets old. If Kenny Clark were to step up and speak, he's been there probably longer than anyone. He has, right? He's been there longer than anyone on the defensive side, I believe. And the fact that he's kind of that quiet leader, um, if he stepped up and said something, I bet people would listen. I just don't know how Jire would take it, you know. But uh, yeah. Robert Allen says Zadarius was pissed when uh, when he wasn't voted captain also and see what that got him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> history dictates this. Maybe He may be on his way out, right? right. Uh, Nate Ronner says, this shows that jair does not respect Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur should have sat his arse on the bench for the rest of the game at a bare minimum. For the insubordination, it's on Matt LaFleur to enforce discipline. Someone else said it. They called into the Wieldy Show. Tim, this one cracked me up. They called in, and I was like, that would probably send the message. He called in and said, what I would do is name him team captain, let him go out and do the toss for the Sunday, and then set him on the bench the rest of the game. <laughs> I was like, "Like, there, you happy? You got what you wanted.
5: We, we could have sat his, his booty on the bench for getting torched in the slot. We, You know, Ooh. coin toss aside. The know, coin toss. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, less than stellar performance out there. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, you know, what would, would speak volumes though? You're right. Is can you imagine this in, in a theoretical world here? If like all of a sudden Ja got real quiet and he, and he, and he put his head down and he grinded and you started to see him making plays and there was a lot less of the, the talk, you know, a little, little dose of Bane Gary in there. And mm-hmm. he was just all business. You know, I'll tell you what, leave, leave that talking for the field, you know, go out and school someone on the field and then, yeah, talk, talk your talk Jair after you're shutting somebody down. Um, But save it for the post game and pre game and the interviews and, you know, say no comment or, you know, be, be real clean and professional about it. That, that would speak volumes, you know, cause sometimes that's like you said, you know, the loudest person doesn't always have the most to say. And sometimes it's the quietest one in the room you know, who can speak up and speak volumes. Can you imagine someone who's normally vocal all of a sudden getting real quiet and real, real focused, that would send a, a, a ripple effect through that, that cornerbacks room for sure. I think.
4: Yeah. Uh, I see Chris ends back in the chat. He said Clayton comma. So maybe he's topping something. Hopefully he'll explain to us what Ryan was talking about in his pod and kind of give us his perspective there. Uh, John Schmidt, in the chat said, that's the question. Who's the hire? Everyone agrees Joe Barry has to go. I'm going to say a name that, I, I and listen, I'm not saying he's the best candidate. It's just I've started doing a little digging. I'm trying to hold this out until the season's over because there's a chance we make the playoffs. And uh, there's going to be a time real soon where we don't have football. There's going to be plenty of time to talk about this stuff. But go look at Chris Hewitt. Chris Hewitt is the passing game coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. I think he's been with them. I want to say it's like eight, eight or nine years. Former NFL player, only played two years, but former NFL player. You get a little bit of that respect. He's been on the field. He's seen it, right? Not near to the effect of an Ed Reed, which the best of my knowledge, Ed Reed's not coaching anymore. He coached for one year with Buffalo, if my research was correct there. Um, I know a lot of people are saying Al Harris. Al Harris has never been a passing game coordinator. Um, I think that, like I say, Chris Hewitt has worked with the secondary, specifically with Baltimore, for the last nine years. So go check that out for sure.
2: about seeing what you could potentially get right now you can get ten percent off your first purchase by going to arenaclub com slash packdaddy wow that's crazy offer ten percent off a four hundred dollar slab pack that's forty bucks right there anyways that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for ten percent off your first purchase
4: so uh yeah that's that's the name that it's one of the many names that I go okay when you hear me talk about everybody saying go get Go get Mike Zimmer. Go get this guy and these these established names. And I say, I don't know. I would kind of look like a, a young, bright mind, right, that's looking to advance himself to a head coaching spot. He hasn't made all those millions of dollars, right? He's hungry. A, a younger guy like that may connect with the players better than an, an old, crusty guy like like Zimmer, right? So yep. just something to, uh, to keep in mind. Um, I love this idea here. If he had any experience, Jen, Jen says Butler for safety coach, um, bringing Leroy Butler, you know, they, they got to get started somewhere. I don't think Leroy is interested in sleeping four hours a night, which is kind of what the coaches do. You know, we always see this around like the coaches are just, Oh, he's a bum. They spend more time invested into this than any player ever thought about. That's a fact. They're sleeping at the facility. Most of the time, they're putting in all these long hours. That's something that definitely, uh, Definitely gets swept under the rug for sure.
5: It's true. And and Leroy's given that to us, right? Uh, as a player, he's he's put his time in, um, you know, a few championships, you know, some legendary moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he likes his position on the board now, right?
4: Yeah. Hollister jumped in here late, said, In all caps, should I scream at Tim or no? No, I better all not scream.
5: You let, me my, let me turn my volume down. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Someone send a super chat telling them job ja posted on IG today with coach and it. Ain't no beef, Hollister. Here's a here's a tip, Bubba. We just talked about that. So, welcome to the chat. Appreciate you
5: Ugh, hanging out. The soap appreciate, opera. Appreciate
4: you producing the show, buddy. You're the man. Um, so let's do this. Jim brought up Leroy Butler. So this is kind of cool. Leroy Butler today. If I rem- remember correctly, it was either today or yesterday. Today, right? Yeah. The it's 30th anniversary of the very first Lambeau Leap. So Packers.com put a really cool video out. Let's check it out. This is awesome. Yep.
5: I love it.
6: 30 years, 30 years ago, we launched an incredible stretch of amazing football at Lambeau Field. We had a team loaded with talent. Mike Holmgren, Brett Favre, Sterling Sharp, Reggie White, and oh yeah, myself, and we were on the cusp of being one of the best teams of the 90s. We just need a boost, a nudge, or something to get us going. That's why I come in. Let me set the stage for you. Oh yeah, you're a big part of the story. I'll get back to you in a minute. December 26, 1993.
0: Hello everybody, welcome to Lambeau Field.
6: Lambeau Field was cold, zero degrees. Minus 20 degrees wind chill. Perfect for the boys from sunny LA.
0: And welcome to football this afternoon between the Green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Raiders.
6: We win, and we've got a chance to clinch the first playoff berth for the Packers in 11 years. Say no more. First and
0: goal at the one yard line. Here's fire to hand off to Aiko. Good
6: Boom. 7 0. Then, the 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 five, and he is oh, the boom again, 14-nothing. And you know the defense was cooking. Down, and Reggie White said, no, you don't. The Raiders didn't even know what hit them. We're up two scores going into the fourth quarter, looking for the knockout blow. That's when this place delivers. Oh. So here's where this play really picks up. So as I'm coming down, I see Randy Jordan gets the ball and catches it. I hit him, the ball comes out. I'm like, where's the ball? Where is it? And then all of a sudden, I see Bryce Pop, Tony Bennett, our two linebackers. They were trying to run and they fall because the field was frozen. All of a sudden, I see Reggie White. Reggie White comes over here and he's struggling, trying to run. He's falling, we call eye contact. And he lateral me the ball. And then it dawned on me that Mike Holmgren says, if any defensive back get an interception or a fumble, don't lateral the ball. So Reggie wasn't supposed to do that, it was Reggie White. When I got the ball as a defensive back, because I never score, I'm running down, and then it hit me. What am I going to do, some dance? Because I did go to Florida State. As I get it right about here, it just pops in my head. I'm going to jump in the stands. And when I kept going, I kept going. I threw the ball down, and I jump up into the best fans' arms and get the best hug of all time from the best fans of all time.
0: It is a touchdown for Leroy
2: Butler! You worked so hard to get this thing done this year, and we haven't done it easy one time. I am so proud of you, I can't put it into words.
6: 30 years has been a long time, my friend, and this helped launch three decades of awesome Lambo Leafs for some of the best Packer players and of course, the best fans in the business. I'll always say, this is the best way we can show our appreciation to you. We've done it for 30 years, 60, 100 more. To the best fans in the world, to the best place in the world, Happy anniversary, Lambo Leap. Go pack go. And it don't get no
5: better than that, dude. Leroy it, Butler it, for president.
4: We're having we're, we're sitting there having to talk about people who are upset that they're not a captain and me, me, me. Ah. And then you watch a video like that and it's like kind of puts things back into perspective.
5: Man. That that play will be burned in my brain. For I can close my eyes and watch that play anytime I want. Um I remember watching that game live i wasn't there but i do remember watching it live and uh you gotta love the era of no challenge flags as we we all know big reg stepped out of bounds right before he lateraled the ball to Leroy <laughs> on that play and uh as as we say back in that day you know you just dealt with it and uh it went and went in our favor a good a good missed call there by the side judge and uh, <laughs> ended up being a historic moment, you know, think about that for a second. If that, if that gets called, you know, what are we talking about here now, 30 years later, I'm sure the Lambo leap still, still would be what it is. Um, but yeah, shout out to Reggie white on that play for uh, being heads up in the moment. You know, uh, it, it's good to see that Brett Favre wasn't the only one that didn't listen to Holmgren, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. the old Brett, whatever you do, don't run, don't sneak, you know, and, <laughs> Hey, you know, whatever you defensive guys do, don't don't ladder all the ball. Hey, man, I'm in the heat of battle. I see my guy. We make eye contact. I love Leroy taking us down the sideline, man, and just explaining that moment and how it all developed. It's just incredible. I mean, he lowered the boom on that hit. I mean, it's no surprise Leroy didn't know where the ball was um, (laughs) after after he dropped them. So, uh, no, just a classic play, man. Happy anniversary, Packer fans, for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Greatest
4: celebration in sports, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, he uh Leroy Butler's one of a kind, man. And Often
5: imitated, never duplicated. I, I see it's a popular thing to do now in a lot of other stadiums, but that will forever be the Lambo leap. Yeah. For sure.
4: Donovan Schilling in the chat said my uncles were at that game. Uh Robert Allen said Leroy is on the board now. He has a seat at the table. It's true. He uh it was so cool to see him voted onto the board for sure, because you can just tell. How much how much he loves the organization. Jacob in the chat. What's up, Jacob? Hope you're having a great day at work, brother. He said, crazy scenario. I need an answer to. We went out and make the playoffs. We win two and then lose after the D plays well enough to win. But maybe Jordan and the offense doesn't show up. Does Joe Barry keep his job? Well, they they actually put a poll out on that, Jacob. I don't know if you've seen it or not, brother, but uh they basically asked Packer fans, um, <laughs> Which would you rather have happen? Went out and make the playoffs and Joe Barry keeps his job or lose out, lose the last, you know, in the in the season on a five game losing streak, missed or missed the playoffs and fire Joe Barry. And they chose to miss the playoffs and fire Joe Barry. And it was to the tune of like 84 percent.
5: So but this is one step further like Jacob's scenario is we win out, we may, I'm assuming that, yeah, win, win two, then lose. So that's to the, to the NFC title game. And we get bounced, we get bounced because the, the, the offense finally just, you know, has given it all it's had and it just doesn't have enough. I'm trying to put it this way. I don't think there's a scenario on earth that any (laughs) Packer fan right now thinks Joe Barry keeps the job next year, but I'm
4: I'm trying to think too, like I'm trying to think of, the way we could put a poll together <laughs> to ask that question, the way Jacobs uh, kind of structured it, because it would be, uh, it would well, be, You know what?
5: Maybe, maybe we won't. It'll be easier because maybe this will be exactly what happens. I like it because it starts out with we win out and make the playoffs. Let's let's right. start with part, the first part of that. I love that. Yeah, let's then, let's, then we'll let's take care of the next the next game one at a time. See what happens.
4: Let's beat Minnesota on Sunday. Let's start with that. Um, The poll I put out earlier today, poll question was Jair Alexander was not named a game day captain by the coaching staff. He ignored it and went to the 50 yard line to call the toss. Anyways. Um, Do you have a problem with Jair's decision? Comment why you voted the way you did. 57.1% ended up saying yes. 42.9% said no. There was 1,771 votes. So anytime you crack a thousand votes, you're feeling good about it. Right. I had several comments in there going, stop talking about quit being negative. It's like, if I'm not allowed to ask Packer fans what they think about a situation, like, how is that being negative? That's what I, I'm, it's amazing how one second I am dubbed positive too positive, and the next second I'm too negative. <laughs> Funny how that works. But, uh, yeah, so I thought that was an interesting, uh, scenario there. I knew that it was going to be close to 50%, um, but I didn't, you know, I didn't expect that many people to vote on it, to be honest with you. 1700 was a really good turnout for that. So, yeah, Jacob, um, It'd be hard to argue that Joe Barry needs to lose his job if they go on this. You know, people forget the last, the only game he has coached in the playoffs. This is what's wild. The only game he's ever coached in the playoffs as a Packers, uh, DC, he only gave up six points. Six yep. points in the Niners.
5: So what if we what if we win the whole damn thing? Then <laughs> then what?
4: Matt LaFleur then retires. Then what? <laughs> Matt LaFleur retires and Joe Barry becomes head coach. Boy, that they, what. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, could you imagine? Woo. Anyway, we're over here talking fantasy land. He's gone, boys. Let's let's be real about it. There's a about 90 95% chance Joe Barry's gone. Chris in the chat said, I don't want to interpret Ryan's thoughts incorrectly, which I probably will. <laughs> you sound like me, buddy. That being said, the latest outburst by Jair is assigned to a much larger issue of Matt LaFleur's lack of leadership. Um if, okay. if if that's what he said and how he said it, you know, Chris, and, and I I respect the fact that you put that on the on the front side of that comment there, man. That's that's the proper way to, you know, everybody needs to go listen to that himself because Chris is not saying, hey, here's Ryan's take. He's just saying that's his interpretation of it. So go listen right. to yourself. So I think there's something to be said there. Matt has never been a, you know, a like hardcore, this is the way it is. When he first came in, I remember that first training camp, Devontae Adams fumbled. And they said he blew the whistle and said, "If you do not protect the ball, you will not play for me." And everybody's like, "Whoa, he's talking about Tay there, right?" So that kind of set the tone. But ever since then, you know, one thing you guys know, I I defended Aaron Rodgers through a lot, right? I think that um, I, I wish it would have gone a different way, you know. Um, as far if I had it to if if I could have picked the scenario, Tim, I wish Aaron would have just retired. It would have helped us with the cap. Um, You wouldn't have had this negative back. It's not even – there's really no negative feelings between Rodgers and Goody anymore either. They have both openly talked good about each other. Like, they're cool with it. You know, it is what it is. It's a business. The fans being divided is what I wish we could have avoided. That's the part that sucked to me, is to see people that you know are so passionate about their team be so divided and go after each other. That was the hard part. Um, But even with that, what I was going to say, the one thing with me kind of defending Rodgers the last couple years – Um, the one thing that I do think Rogers did to hurt this team was real simple. It was, he was constantly kind of, it was, it was in a joking manner and all fun and everything, but he would kind of put LaFleur down in front of the team. He'd make these little jokes
5: and stuff. Right. Yeah. That is things like refer to him as Matt. He would do that a lot in the media. Oh, you know, Matt and I, it's like, dude, that's your, that's your head coach, man. Like, that's not, like that not your bro that you go to the bar with.
4: Right. <laughs> we got Jacob in here. Jacob, man, look at this hat you got on, dude. You're always so fly, man. How you I pull this off?
3: I had, to, uh, I, I had to jump on. I was trying to get home early so I could – I started listening to Tim, and uh I can't tell if I'm caught up yet or not, but um I, are you guys talking about Matt LaFleur still?
4: Yeah, yeah, we are, yeah.
3: And uh I don't want to be off topic. What are we specifically talking about? we're
4: really kind of commenting on your comment from just a second ago to be honest with you mm-hmm. um chris this was the last comment we hit on chris said i don't want to interpret ryan's thoughts incorrectly which i probably will talk about ryan slip from the pod today that being right. said the latest outburst by jair is a sign is signed to a much larger issue of matt lafleur's lack of leadership so okay. that's kind of that's kind of a yeah. conversation what's uh, your take on that
3: i actually got to look i i've been way behind as you guys know i've been doing you know, whatever stuff. Uh, I actually been doing a binge on everybody's podcast lately, so I did listen to Ryan's uh, podcast and Clayton's and everybody's for the last couple of days today, and what Ryan was saying is that he was kind of highlighting, in my from what I got from it, is kind of it's not that he's anti-Jair, but it's almost that he's been so pro-Jair that to hear Jair actually say like, yeah, I went and I decided that I'm going to go out and do the the coin toss and then I decided that I'm gonna make the deferment call, even though I didn't know what the frick I was talking about. And then I walked back to the uh to the sidelines. He said with confidence, knowing that nobody's gonna call me out, why would they?
6: Right. right. And then he, he referenced
3: and then he referenced Mike Wall specifically and said, Well, you know, like basically Mike Wall saying if 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 you don't understand it now that you have a a leadership issue, it's not that it's either it's it's what did he say? He said it's not the fact that you have a leadership issue or you're going to have it or you you already have one or it's going to happen.
4: I got it right here. He said, here's the thing. All right. When your big you. money guys <laughs> are in the locker room talking down about the plan or the calls and they are out there making themselves a captain, Fair you it. have an authority problem or you're about to have an authority problem.
5: Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We touched on that too, kind of when this, this all came out, you know, that it, it kind of says more about what's going on with this staff in this, in these players than it does really about Jair. Um, I've always said this one thing Jair has been is consistent. He's been consistently Jair throughout this whole process.
4: That's the fact.
5: um, You know, and I don't, the only difference we see now, like we said, is it's it's not happening on the field. So that's why this stuff is really tough to deal with as a fan, you know, and I'm sure it's tough for for a coach to deal with too. Um, But, you know, respect is earned, not given. And uh, there's various ways to do that, and it's a delicate dance when you're a coach and you've got young young athletes making you know millions of dollars playing a playing a game. It's tough to to rein that in, but it's true. You know, all of this does it just points to you know the disconnect that's happening w- within the this locker room. You know, between the coaching staff and at least the, some of the players. It appears. You know, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw. Did you see? Um, I think it was two games ago, maybe. It might have been it might have been the Buffalo game or uh, the Giants game. I mean, Um, it Carrington Valentine made a like a routine kind of PBU kind of play. And he got up and he did the he did the like, you know, the Jair celebration and everything. And and I had this reaction like, oh, it's like, you know, Jair's kind of rubbing off on these guys, you know. And and then my first my first thought was like, wait, is that good?
4: Oh crap. <laughs> like, is that
5: good? Because here's a here's a rookie. You know, I mean I mean I'm I'm old school. I'm Vince Lombardi's school of thought. Act like you've been there before. I know that's a controversial place to be right now in, in you know, going into 2024. But <laughs> I mean, seriously, man, sometimes all the flash is not it's not worth it, you know, or save it for those big moments, not a <laughs> not a routine stop on second and six, you know. So I don't know.
4: I know what you're laughing at. Eric Sutherland said, Jacob, you beautiful bastard. You,
5: saying, you first of all, Clayton,
3: you you laughed at Tim.
5: I, I'm trying to be professional first here. First of all, you gutter-minded co-hosts. I already know what you're <laughs> I already well, know. Hold on, hold on.
4: That wasn't why I was laughing. Well, <laughs> hold up. What did you guys think? I, <laughs> I I that's what I got from it. Well, what well, because I was laughing because you said I, Jair. I, <laughs> go, ahead, <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead, Jacob.
3: <laughs> That he rubbed off on some guys. And, <laughs> oh, no. See
4: know. Now, you guys need to get your head out of the gut.
3: I'm just saying. That's what she said.
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> no, what I was laughing at is because the way Tim explained it was exactly how I experienced it. Like, he did the whole thing. Twitter blew up, and it's like, oh, y'all need to shut up. It's obvious Jair's helping these guys, and they love him, and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm going, well, they, they, they seem like they're on board. Wait a minute! That, I don't know if that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly likely
5: how I responded. It seems like, oh yeah, these guys are focused. You know, they're focused on everything but the right thing right now. It seems like
4: I don't like any celebrating when you're hot, doo Like they are not playing well right now. Yeah, you, 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 you did your job, okay? Yeah, you, you stopped a, you know, they tried to complete a pass on second down and it fell incomplete. You didn't get your hand on the ball, but hey, I'd jump up! And, hey, hey, look at us!
3: Well, so. Woo. Did you guys actually listen to, to Ryan's pod today? I mean, he went he went in pretty hard on John. I here. need
4: to listen to it. I haven't got a chance to listen um, to it
3: yet. And he basically did. I mean, he went in hard, kind of like as if you have the audacity. It, basically, what he did is he put himself into what he would have done if Matt LaFleur – if he was Matt LaFleur. When he walked back off that sideline, he – I mean, I've never heard Ryan swear, but he <laughs> – He let it fly. He it was the equivalent of him dropping F bombs as he kept saying you and this, F and this, and, and F and that. Like that's as much as I've ever heard. It's like when your grandma drops an H bomb and you're oh,
6: like you're a...
3: it's, <laughs> it's it it was shocking. So I could tell that somebody uh, you know he's he he has a, a fire lit underneath him. Um he would never I I've been with Brian um five, six years now. I I don't think I've ever heard him actually swear unless he was kidding. I heard him get amped up and he was,
5: oof, he was, he was ready to go. And, um, I, I, Ryan's like one of the most level-headed guys when it comes to this type of stuff with players. He is. And, and honestly, yeah, I think we is. have
3: a great fan base or a great, um, polarization because it's between what Facebook has decided. Facebook group has decided that there's Clayton's podcast and there's Ryan's podcast. And then there's a couple of them peppered in between. And I think that's stupid because both of them just look at the facts, but it is just, I feel like fan bases decide either they're going to follow a certain way, line of quote unquote analytics or a certain line of, I don't know what, whatever Ryan's more 100%. of like a commentator kind of thing, but you just always have that group of people that are just going to find a way to be negative. And then you have that segue group of people that are just always going to find a way to be Packer fans. And I feel yeah. like that's the people that we're kind of focusing on right now because, those are the 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 opinions that I'm kind of latching on like I, I don't want to look on either extremes of the situation of like the we have to fire Joe Barry like I, I'm I'm now on that team you guys have known I've dug my feet in the ground Clayton's been very great at showing like hey right now it's not necessarily the scheme that's you know what going down the pooper it's the fact that these guys they seem like they're just up there like flying kites they're you know taking pictures out there on the road they're going rogue and they're literally making decisions for themselves so at that same vantage point I look at that and say well that's then on the coach right because right. Uh, Clayton is a business owner I could I'm, I could coaching
5: I'm talk the coaching
3: yeah yeah no right? yeah, exactly yeah. So, or, yeah. or the, I should say leadership maybe is a better right. way of addressing it because like Clayton you're a business owner right you own like 70 South what is it eight or seven businesses
4: <laughs> no not that many but yeah three or four businesses yeah legit right.
3: OK, so like if at any moment, if a, if an employee of yours walked into that day and they're like, hey, you know what? <laughs> I ain't working the register today. You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to go back in the back and I'm going to start making Facebook posts and I'm going to actually like make <laughs> the business worse because I'm here today. What are you going to do, Clayton? All
4: right. It goes for anything like look at the business you're in, Jacob. Right. Look at the business you've been in, Tim anything. You, you don't even got to, you don't have to be a, an owner to understand it. Like, you know, I, I've worked many jobs before I became self-employed. I know what it's like to be, what the way I always looked at it when I went into work was I'm going to put myself in the owner's shoes. What, what can I do to make his life easier today? And if he's a good human being, he's going to make my life better for it. If I realize in a short period of time, he's not going to make my life better then I will respectfully move on to the next opportunity, right? That's kind of how the way I approached it. Yep. Yeah. So if you, if you've got someone, I'm trying to think of the equivalent, just a, an everyday job, whatever it may be. And you've got an employee that says, you know what? I'm not going to talk to my employer. I'm not going to talk to the manager. I don't care. And when they come to me, I'm just going to shun them and act like I don't hear them. I'm going to be a little child, right? Um, I'm going to, you know, miss time because I'm sick or hurt, right? Sometimes you can't help that. So that's whether it's, we know it's not intentional. I don't think anyone's saying Jair is faked an injury. I've not heard anyone say that. I've heard people kind of skate around the issue, but I don't think Jair is faked an injury. I don't believe, I refuse to believe it. Um, But if you miss time, as an employee, if I miss time, because I'm out with a sickness that was supposed to, hey, I should be over it in a couple of days, and it lasts for a week or two, As an employee, just me, I'm feeling like, damn, man, I'm letting them down. Like I got, I'm gonna have to, I got to do something, do something to help. Maybe it's something behind the scenes, like be a leader. He's done the opposite. He's missed this time, and he's continuing to make. This isn't the first time he's created a distraction this year. It's not. It's not the first time he created a distraction before this year either. Like he did it last year with the whole, with the whole captains thing. So yeah, Jacob, I think you make a good point there, man. And and. It's, I think what it comes down to is a thing called social IQ. That's just me. It doesn't mean someone's stupid. It just means they're unaware of the perception they're putting off to other people. And like I said on the earlier show, you know, caring too much about what people think is a bad thing. Not caring what people think at all is a bad thing. There's a happy medium that needs to be met for someone to be successful or or have a successful organization.
3: And, And I think it's social IQ of your fan base and where you are jair alexander we wanted a jair we wanted somebody that was a very you know like like a sh- kind of not quite a showboater, but somebody that backed it up we want a guy that talks smack that can back it up we want a leroy boltler we want a charles woodson yes we want a a, a showcase prime time deon sanders athlete we don't want uh uh and i shouldn't say him we don't want somebody that talks smack and that doesn't back it up on the field we don't want a um it's the equivalent of having, like, if Jair was dating, what's her face? Taylor Swift. Like, Taylor we don't Swift. want a distraction. We want...
4: What? Oh, man. It's just Why? funny. I, I, I just, Jair I mean, would never date Taylor I Swift. just, let me... I got to hit you with it real quick. Let me find it here. I know we got it here somewhere. Where is it at? Boom. I don't listen
6: too much, to Taylor Swift. Uh,
4: um, No, but... I'm in a Madden modding community, right? And I've been trying to contribute a little bit to that because they do awesome stuff with Madden, like customizing the game and everything on PC. And they, some, uh, the reason I started laughing was because today someone added in a mod where they've got female refs now, right, in real life and on the game. They put Taylor Swift in as one of the sideline refs. <laughs> I was crying, man. I was just like, you guys are so damn toxic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, uh, it's just – I to
3: say, i'll have to say something as far as that and i'm a little bit just bent right now because i don't know it, it is really weird i think maybe i heard tim say this i was trying to uh, listen in for a second before i came in i i've never seen a fan base we are such a spoiled little bratty fan
4: base it's so true man i
3: it's looked sh- and, and i'm not trying to if anybody here that is in the facebook group i i'm not trying to talk smack i think i may have been a part of starting it whatever i was i was very uh involved in the facebook group i had to leave that i could not be a part of it anymore right. because people are so vicious you're so brutal like like yep. talking so much crap like and all i said at the end of the game was i said like uh, uh i said you guys I said, i've never seen a bunch of fan bases and this is on a thread where 300 some odd people commented and uh one of them is somebody that's a very known critic of this whatever it's fine i don't Honestly, this is the whole point of this this podcast, in my opinion. Do you know it's why like, he's a
4: critic, Jacob? We
3: have differing views.
4: He's a critic because he liked to disagree with 100% of what we said on the show. So I just blocked. Him. Like, I ain't gonna listen to this. Like, know, a, that's so obviously he has
3: a way, He you now he's found a, a different avenue. So he's so hungry for this content. Right, he'll yes. come back and he'll post about it in an avenue that we don't have the ability to talk. Or maybe half of us do, but whatever. <laughs> that's not the point. My point is that, like, if you're that butthurt about being in a certain way, like I just, I don't understand that mindset of being a fan If quote, unquote, you're a fan. If you're able to, I'm, I'm sitting here. We, this whole podcast is a point of taking constructive criticism. Like I want to yeah. have a debate because honestly, if you can sit here across from me in like five minutes, if you can tell me that I'm wrong, I'd like to know that I'm wrong. I don't know well, where I got wrong. Growing up, like when I was a little kid, you know, I grew up and like if I thought something, I remember when I was a kid, I thought the dumbest stuff. I thought chocolate milk came from brown cows, and then someone <laughs> sat me down. They're oh, like, oh, it is. and this is why I thought cucumbers came from a cucumber plant <laughs> until like I was way too old for y'all to know that. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes it takes somebody to sit you down and be like, no, bro, that's stupid. And then yeah. you acknowledge it, and you come to grips with the fact that maybe you were wrong, maybe they're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, dude. That's just there's, how. I feel.
4: <laughs> there's another chat too. Like, anytime I have a disagreement with someone, and they and they, it's just like, first of all, if, if you do it in a respectful way, we can agree to disagree. It's cool. Yeah. But When someone comes at you and, and tries to paint you to be this moron, and typically my go to is, hey, let's hop on a chalk talk. Let's hop on. Let's pull up the tape. Me and Tim do it all the time. Let's pull up the tape. Show me. I want you to show me because I could. Dude, we may finish and I'd be going, damn, I didn't see that. You're right, man. I missed that. That could be the case. Mm-hmm. But when you mention that to them, oh, 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 yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you want me to jump? Okay, got it. Like, it's like it's an insult that it's you're asking someone, hey, let's logically have a conversation. When you get to that point and they buck, now you know. Got it.
5: You're I'll say trouble. one more, you're Tim. I just say
3: one thing quick? Because I will say, it. Tim and Clayton, 100. If you want to know X's and O's, call them, text them. They will tell you literally like why the scheme is this way, what the scheme is called, how many running backs, how many tight ends. These guys actually know football. So if you're going to blanketly just randomly say the guys at PTA don't know what if they're, they're doing, <laughs> um, okay. Like Clayton just said, hop on the live stream. We'll go through a 12-man personnel. We'll go through a 13-man. We'll let you talk about what you think we could do differently. We'll we'll watch that. I would love to see it. I don't think that you could do it, but I'd like to see it. So, And I can't do it because I know I can't do it. I admit it. That's what Clayton's good at. That's what Tim's good at. And I'm just sick of all the Packer fans that are out there being like, well, on Monday, you should have done this and ran this call. It's like, okay, well, then hop on. Tell us what you think. Give me your first fifteen plays scripted, and then after that, tell me what personnel you want to run in certain situations, and then I'll listen to you.
4: Right. And there's nothing wrong all with that. It's what we My talk about all the time. Ryan
3: inside of me. Ryan got me going. <laughs>
4: <Damn. It's>, it, <laughs> when you get when you get beyond the the whole point of I've got to be right, I've got to be right, and you start to break it down to okay, what actually took place on the field? There's so there's so many things. That I had wrong for so many years, so many things, and it's until you really lower yourself and go, okay, let's let's actually take the time and look at it. Now I don't have time to look at it, but you damn sure got time to pick everybody else apart about it, (laughs) right, Tim? Like,
5: yeah, like I'm sorry if the logic gets in the way of your feelings, you know, but facts (laughs) don't care about your feelings. Um, in the world or in anything else, honestly, you know, life's tough. Get a helmet. But, you know, I think I think uh, (laughs) I really think, though, it's not about when you're not obsessed with being right. You're obsessed with knowing what happened or you want to find out it's you're right, Clayton. It's like when you when you realize you're wrong, like, oh, man, I thought they were in man there. And it's like, no, no, that was actually that was actually a man match or that was a zone. That was you look at. Okay, well, I saw that wrong. What did I read wrong? Now I realize what I read wrong. Now I know why I was wrong. And it's not an obsession about trying to change narrative or set tone or latch onto an opinion. It's about looking at the facts and, you know, yeah, I, I'm a film nerd. Clayton is a film nerd. Um, that's not, that's not a bad thing to be. You know, um, if you, if you understand, the, I've learned more about football in the last 12 months than I have in the last 12 years, because I made an effort to, to learn football, to study the game. And that's the position that I think, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but that's where I where I come from with all this. I'll, I'll never claim to be an expert. I'll never claim to know more than than anyone or anyone else out there. Clayton, I'm with you. I will always defer to current and former players, anyone who's put the pads and the and the helmet on and gone out there and did it at the NFL level, hell, at the college level, high school level. You played the game. I'm deferring to you because I can learn from you. Um, But if you come from a point uh, of of emphasis, you know, day to day where it's about being heard and screaming at people and, you know, you're convinced of your point of view and you're right and you're just going to keep shouting, you know, talking points. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing left to do but kind of tune it out because it becomes a distraction when you're when you really are trying to, you know, understand what you're seeing on the field. And hey, I get it when it comes to, you know, being a fan man. Hey, one thing we all have in common as Packer fans Regardless of our different approaches to it, we are all freaking passionate about oh, this. Absolutely, team. absolutely. Okay, absolutely. we love this team. We love this town. We love everything that Green Bay represents. We just we don't see eye to eye on on our approach, and hey, that, that's okay, right? It's like it's like being in a family, right? You know, you yeah. love each other. You don't always like each other. You're not always going to agree. <laughs> that's true. You know, it's it's just one of those things. It is what it is. I think. um, you know, one of the coolest things about being a part of of PTA, man, is just getting to learn and, you know, really dig into the the inner workings of what it means to to watch this game differently, you know. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just think it's really cool, man. And, you know, differing perspectives are what you should want. Right. You know, if you're you it's cool to gravitate towards a certain type of content, but if you keep putting the same thing in front of your eyes, constantly you're just you're you're setting yourself up in an echo chamber and you're not you're not going to get you know multiple points of view so you can form your own opinion or you know make make the best judgment so um you know the smartest man in the room is the man who knows he knows nothing so
4: (laughs) that's a fact man ron samble in the chat says is there a pop where i can always be right (laughs) i think mandy's figured that out in life she's always right man she uh (laughs) <laughs> doesn't matter what the topic is. She's got me. Yep. You're right. Huh? That's the, Ron can know.
5: start that one. Just start <laughs> it, Ron. I'm always right. Podcast.
4: <laughs> I, it's just the second you stop learning, man, that's, that's when you go back. You, there's no, there's no staying the same. You're either getting better. Or you're getting worse. No matter what, what it is you're doing, what it is you're, you know, you're, you're pursuing. That's the kind of the way I see it. And you were talking about, you learned more in the last 12 months, Tim, I started doing this. I really started breaking down the film in 2010. That's when I was like, I'm going to get embedded in this. I want to understand the game at a different level. I've learned more this 12 months, these past 12 months, than I have the entire time, too, because the game is constantly changing. Some yep. people, I bet some people are hear my voice, and they're going, well, I'm too far behind the eight ball. I'll never get caught up. If you jump in right now, you're on an yep. even playing field with anyone yep. else who's breaking yep. down film, because the game is going to change next year. And as long as you stay up to date on those changes, And you're going to be as good as anyone, man.
5: You know, know, my friend Tony was talking, we were talking about this the other day. He was saying that, you know, a lot of us Packer fans um, tend to, we're still viewing the game today the same way we did in the 80s and the 90s and, you know, early 2000s. Like, football is played differently now. Football is coached differently. I mean, they they don't, the uniforms are different. I mean, everything about this game is different. Yet still the same, still rooted in this, this traditional, you know, American football that we all love. So, you know, as a fan, you've got to, you know, you you don't want to go to, you know, it's like if you you got your kid in school, you do want your kid reading from a textbook from 1984. You know, it's like probably the latest edition of the textbook (laughs) to get the best information. So, you know, us as fans, we have to we have to seek it out. You know, the facts and the truth don't always, you know, just jump out at you. Uh, you got to kind of dig and, and you know, be willing to learn, make yourself a student. Definitely. And, you know, you were talking about it being
4: like a like a community or whatever, what we've created here. It, I mean, it is. It's like a we get on here and talk ball and we got the the chat low. I mean, we had like 90 some people in here just a second ago. If you guys would hit that like button for so other Packer fans can find this channel, find this content. We appreciate you. But um, it's like a it's like a big family reunion, you know, With, without the without the weird uncle. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> some <laughs> some guys right now are going, I don't have a weird uncle. I I'm have the weird uncle.
5: uncle. Come I me. Mean, I'm, I'm gonna tell you if something. If you don't it. have a weird uncle, you're the weird uncle. If you don't have a weird <laughs>
4: uncle, just saying, it's like they say, one out of one out of every three uh guys are ugly, right? You look to your right, look to your left. If you don't see ugly, guess what? You know what I mean? <laughs> the way it is, but uh Jen Wright in the chat says, Clayton, what books for X's and O's? Uh, did you suggest right here start with this i'm just Take telling your you eye off the ball yep you're probably oh. going why is that on your desk clayton because i still go back to it every day it it is like it if you when you think of like football for dummies it's it's not down to that level because football for dummies you'll literally read half of that book and be like I tried it I was like well, let's go back to scratch here scratch one and went back to to step one there and what and and dug into football for dummies and I, I made it like a chapter. I'm like, I can't do this. This is a waste of time. But that right there, take your eye off the ball 2.0. Genes, yeah. it is money, absolute money. You will begin to do exactly what we're talking about, which is take your eye off the ball. Blood, sweat, and chalk. I'm sure, that's a good one. Um, the best thing you can do too. The best teacher that we have. How to read a football defense. There you go. There you yeah. go. The best thing you can do, we've got so many resources. Like, that's the book, though, Jen. That's the book you want to get is Take Your Eye Off the Ball by Pat Kerwin. But look at all the YouTube channels (laughs) we've now. Now, you've got these these same people that are so, you know, they're so right and everyone else is wrong. They will literally go to a former player's YouTube channel, watch them break something down, and disagree with it. It's like, (laughs) how in the world do you think you understand this game better than someone who has played it? at the NFL level, like it just, it's mind boggling. It's absolutely mind boggling. So anyway, this was a fun conversation. I expected us to get into the PFF grades again, but the chat was just on fire, man. And this is a, look at this. See you tomorrow
5: for good morning (laughs) Lambo.
4: Yeah. Little shameless plug there, right, Tim? I will say this though, since we're on the subject, Bang. <laughs> BetUS is the official sportsbook of Packers Total Access. Live. appreciate them jumping on board with us. If you guys would, if you want to support the stream, you go, Clayton, I don't have any. I ain't got I ain't enough money to buy a cup of coffee. You ain't got to. But if you click on the link in the description of this video, you can go to their website and register as a customer for free, and that will actually put us in better standing with BetUS uh, being the official sports book of Packers Total Access. Again, last week, this is kind of cool. PFF had the line at Packers four-point favorites. And you could get it four and a half, right? Carolina plus four and a half in that game. I'm not suggesting you ever bet against the Green Bay Packers. That's something I don't have fine joy in. But just to kind of show you, this is what their interface looks like. You could have took Carolina plus four and a half. Obviously, they ended up losing by what was it, three points, guys? Is that what it was? Three point difference. Yep. So Vegas was all over it again, within a point and a half. So again, uh, go check them out. That's Bet US, the official sports book of Packers Total Access Live. We appreciate them. They're celebrating. Their thirtieth year in business as America's favorite sports
5: book. So, I don't normally or, bet, but when I bet, I bet US. <laughs> <less. laughs>
4: yeah, right here, Greg Jankowski uh, says, "Is Bet US legal in Wisconsin? Check with your local lawyer." Okay, don't take my word for it. <laughs> oh, 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 Jacob, what did you? Nope, don't say it again. It's okay. okay. Let's just say if you ain't that cheating, sneezed. you ain't that was
5: trying. A if you sneeze.
4: ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Omar says Clayton needs it. He's poor like me. He hasn't. <laughs> Lol. I bet Omar sitting over there in France with a, just sitting on a. I don't even know what what's their currency over there. What would the currency be in France? I don't know, but it's not doing. Good. Is, is it? He said, doing good. I don't know, but it's not doing. U.S.
5: dollar good. ain't doing so hot either. There, no. Oh, my
3: point, bro. It ain't <laughs> all.
4: What are y'all talking about? We're building back better. Y'all need to quit complaining. Shh, give me some gold,
3: bro. <laughs> you sure about that? You sure <laughs> about that? Give me some gold. Eric
4: Sutherland says my weird uncle like to. Hey, never mind. Jay- oh <laughs> <my> God,
5: <Eric.
1: laughs>
4: I don't know why.
5: Oh, oh no. <laughs> Eric, I Eric is, is the PTA posse weird uncle. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he said it was on his mom's side the last name was epstein oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh there you go
3: it was a tropical
4: that's day that's wild times we, hey. we need to do a separate podcast sometime just for conspiracies just to talk about this this world that we live in like, oh, my uh, god but <laughs> we got live we got live footage of uh, eric's weird or yeah eric's weird uncle yes i thought i you was the
6: you I see Russia. You can call me anything you want, but you don't call
4: me that. <laughs> I swear I know a half a dozen people back home in Harlan County, Kentucky, that talk just like that.
5: <laughs> and they got that Kentucky waterfall, too.
4: Oh, you know it. Don't you <laughs> yeah. They've, they've got kids they don't know about. I promise you that. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. Let's go around the horn here. We're at an hour and six minutes. And this is, like I said, man, this has been cool. This is a different change of pace. Um. I'm glad we got to have this conversation. And, uh Hopefully we hit on everybody's opinion when it comes to Jair and and all that. Um, I'm glad y'all brought up what Ryan said. I'm going to go listen to that pod. Love the PackerNet podcast, man. It's, uh, if you had asked me three years ago, you think you'd be a part of the Packer Podcast Network? I'd be like, you're high which leads me to my next point. Don't
5: smoke Don't crack. Smoke crack. But
4: anyway, let's go around the, go around the horn here real quick, Tim. I'm getting tired, man. What you got? Dude?
5: Hey man, just I'll, more of the same, you know, um, I never thought I would be here talking ball with you guys and I'm just grateful to be a part of the conversation and uh, just happy to be here to learn and um, you know, share, share my thoughts. Um, again, not an expert, but um, you know, You're really the first person to reach out, Clayton, and want to hear what I had to say talking ball. So I really respect you for that and opening up your platform to me and, you know, welcome me in. And, Jacob, you just, you know, having my back and uh, just, you know, being good friends and good co-hosts, man. This is a great place to be. And, um, you know, the chat is always lit. You know, the PTA posse, this is just this is what we're here for, guys. You know, you see it, you got to say it. We can learn together. Uh, We can agree to disagree. And, uh, you know, everyone's got their own point of view. And this is a place that we allow those uh, points of views to be addressed and shared. And um, I just love being here, man. Looking forward to uh, another show uh, tomorrow morning and uh, hopefully uh, breaking down PFF numbers at uh, some point from this game. (laughs) This Packers victory. I feel like I need to remind everyone we did, in fact, win the game.
4: Exactly. That's what's crazy. (laughs) I just I was literally hanging out downstairs eating dinner earlier and I was like, Crap, I gotta do a chalk talk. I ain't even started on it. <laughs> so the weeks getting away from us because there's there's been a lot of talking points, right? But uh Jacob, what you got, Buck?
3: Uh I mean, yeah, just to echo what Tim said, man. Um I was five, six years ago, uh, in the middle of some weird stuff in my life when I found the Packer Night Podcast. If we're doing like a end, Tim started this. He's kind of like making us do some heartfelt stuff. Uh couldn't <laughs> believe that I found a podcast that like actually brought the information that i wanted and then i was like oh i'm gonna be a part of this i don't give a crap if they want me to or not and then i berated uh ryan with a (laughs) bunch of messages and then i I was able to start doing some stuff for him and then that i don't even know how to be honest i met clayton but um me and clayton and uh timmy started this and i tell you what dude this is we got to start something here it's gonna be good and um it's not it's not um It's not we're not taking ourselves too seriously here, guys. Like this should be this is going to be the podcast where we just talk a bunch of smack about all the smack that's being talked about us. (laughs) And uh, we're going to try to pepper in some really good details. I hope that this year encapsulated helped you guys uh, become better Packer fans and going next into next year. I think that honestly, it's going to be even better. And I can't wait to uh, to hang out with you guys. It's going to be freaking awesome.
4: Yeah, no doubt, man. It's The offseason is going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jen Wright in the chat says, my side hurts, L- LMFAO. We all know what that means. <laughs> Number one Packer fan says, sipping on Knob Creek, laughing at y'all. <laughs> can I, a sip for can I say people. one thing more, Clayton? Yeah, man.
3: Sorry. Uh, I'm just looking All right, right there, Dennis. Dennis said, Clayton and Tim, I really hate you guys are dealing with these issues. I hope that you guys understand how much we appreciate everything you do and how much you miss you too, Jacob. So thank you for that. Um, just in the last like two months, me personally and like four or five other people I know have dealt with so much pain and loss of dealing with fentanyl, drug overdoses, men losing their their lives because they're they're freaking out over stuff. And just just I'm not trying to get to whatever, but just talk to people if you need help. And, and don't be afraid, because whatever your thing is, dude, I've dealt with being an alcoholic. I've dealt with having troubles with 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 money, with confidence, with depression everything man just please if you need something just call somebody call call us call message one of us i guarantee you if you message anybody at the PackerNet net podcast and you tell them you have a problem i promise you this is my goal and i without even talking to these gentlemen right here i will 100 guarantee you that this is our goal we will help you 100 we will help you I promise you
4: yep that's what it's all about man Absolutely. silly little silly little sport that brings people together you know okay. um and, uh, yeah, everything you said just now, it really hits home with me, too. And, and you guys know I've been pretty open about talking about that, the losses and everything. Jacob, we've, in a roundabout way, told the listeners, hey, look, Jacob's dealing with personal stuff. Um, and you pretty much uh, laid it out there just now. So um never want to tell that story for you. But we tried to give you space. That was the goal. Didn't want to put pressure on you. But I want to put enough pressure on you to let you know, hey, look, you're not going to slip away. Like, you're going to know you you you're welcome here and uh we enjoy talking ball with you dude so uh it is man hey listen people some people say oh this is kind of heavy if they, if this is too heavy for you find another pod. you know yeah. i'm not trying to be mean but we're creating a group of people that actually give a rip about each other we want to yeah. learn football together we want to understand the packers at the 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 highest level possible and uh, be the most knowledgeable fans not so you can dunk on people right. but so you can have a logical conversation with someone about what's actually happening on the field. And on top of that, could pull more people in too. And
5: and we would all agree it's bigger than just ball too. You know, like Jacob was saying, man, you know, there's the, the human factor always, you know, right, right. Clayton. That's the old, uh, the old business added. Oh, it's, it's just business. It's never personal. It's like, yeah, but, (laughs) but it's always, it's always personal. You know, Mm -hmm. like life is a real thing. And we all, we all have our things that we deal with in our life. And, you know, if you can find common ground with people and, a you know, a good place to be and share ideas, share thoughts. Like Jacob said, you know, you need someone to reach out and talk to. Maybe it's not about football. Maybe it's about, you know, something in your personal life. Hey, whatever. That's that's what building community is. Right. And we're just doing it in a, a unique way centered around uh, this game and this team that we love. So
4: yep. absolutely, man. Eric Sutherland in the chat. We'll wrap it up. With this said football talk and laughs food for the soul. Don't doubt about it you can
5: get over by Eric's house take away that thermometer <laughs> <laughs> hey so we don't don't reuse it Eric all right don't reuse <laughs> <laughs> it at least disinfect it <laughs> yeah hey he's probably got one, one of them one. old mercury thermometers <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: yeah hey all all kittens, I, I really do love all of you thank you so much and um uh, tim and, and clayton you guys literally have made this whole year so much so much
4: better than i thought it could be so yeah appreciate absolutely you. appreciate you buddy down in the chat said, PTA tailgate at Lambeau, our last game of the year. Hey, we should do that. Man, y'all going to talk me into it. Hey, I, I pretty much hey, I made the decision. I'm just checking flights it. on
5: the other screen right now.
4: Yeah. Y'all <laughs> going to talk me into it. Nah, we, we've kind of made the decision, you know, um, that we're not going to go this year. But, uh, I mean, that's, that's the only thing that would drag me up there, is getting to hang out with everybody. When we do come back up, we're going to do something like that for sure. It's going to be – let's all meet at 1919 kitchen attack. we, We should
3: do that now. We should actually give it like six months of planning time so people can actually do it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I, I just actually got a message on my phone just a second ago where someone, I won't, I won't say the name or anything, but essentially what they said, I'll paraphrase. It was a long message, but it was something along the lines of when other podcasters are joking about suicide and telling listeners to commit suicide, you guys are talking about the real stuff. So, um, I'm glad that that does hit home with people and that's not to put anybody else down. That's why we never mention names, but that's something that's important to me for sure. So, um, but with that being said, let's get out of here. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. You guys were awesome. I um, want to thank United Bates always being a blessing. Thank you for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you supporting the stream. want to thank everybody in the PTA posse. If you want to join the posse, just go to our homepage on YouTube, click join. That's how you can join the group that'll enter you into a contest to win autograph memorabilia moving forward. We got some cool jerseys we're going to be giving away. Obviously, we just uh had a giveaway uh kind of a a getaway a giveaway set up for Matt Ramage has a co-worker who unfortunately their little girl is going through uh, leukemia. I believe there's what what she's battling. And we were had a goal of $5,000. What I did was donated in honor of Packernet podcast and autograph Paul Horning jersey. And anyone who donated to that cause is going to be entered into a contest to win that autographed jersey as kind of an extra bonus in, in helping people. And it uh, sounds like the goal was set at $5,000. we are now like over 6200 So you guys absolutely crushed it. I want to thank you all so much. It's Listen, this is football. We all get heated over it. We get passionate over it. We're screaming like little kids when things are going good. We're kicking and screaming like kids when things are going bad. But at the end of the day, it's about helping people, helping each other, raising each other up. And just having a good time while we do it so really appreciate y'all hanging out with us as always let's go out and be the change that we want to see in the world and go back up
0: the power sweep actually it's the it's the lead play on our in our offense we our yn end or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet get an isolation with the with the linebacker take the defensive end, if he's over him, if he's not, to do drive down on the first man to his inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we're trying to get him a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.